Hey, the people on this podcast have failed and succeeded and failed and succeeded. They've been laughed at, talked about, left for dead and forgotten. But they got up and restarted anyway. And they're all going to be coming here to this podcast just for you. Because what we want is for you to succeed and to do it faster and better. Why? Because you can make the world better. All right. The only thing you have to do, you don't need degrees. You don't need special connections. Just wake up every morning and do one thing. Restart. I'm your host, Arthur Tool. This is the Restart Podcast. Let's go. Thank you, Boogie, for the beat. So, hey, good people. This is Arthur, and this is the next episode of Uncensored, where I give you the candid advice, like no BS, no fluff, on just life lessons um, financially and entrepreneurship, and then you know how it uh, rever- reverberates throughout the the rest of the other areas of your life, right? So, today I want to talk about something that is so simple, but for whatever reason. As a society, we like to make it hard. Like we like to, you know, make it mysterious. Or someone has this secret, you know, that's that's the key to unlocking all the things that you want. Like the holy grail, you know, something that they put it like just there, beyond your reach, to keep you grabbing for it, but never really grasping it. It's kind of like the carrot that people used to use to get the mule to go for it. You know, the mule would go forward, but just so they can get the carrot, but they never really actually grab the carrot, but it makes them work. And that's the same thing that's been applied to you and I. They're holding this carrot in front of us and they're making it sound like it's so complicated to get the carrot. And so we do all these things. And in the, in the pursuit of that carrot, you know, we you know forsake our health. We forsake the times with our loved ones. We forsake, you know, the times, you know, developing ourselves mentally and spiritually and, and physically. All devoted to this, this carrot. And so what's the carrot? It's being rich, you know, or being wealthy or having a lot of money. You know, they dangle it in front of us like, you know, you can't do it. Or they tell us you can't do it unless you you work for us. You give us all your time, talents and money and skills. Or, you know, you hire this person or you get coaching from that person or you do X with this person. Right. And all of the stuff is BS. Really, if you really, really think about it, it's just BS because getting wealth is pretty simple. Right. Earn some money and then spend less than you earn. That's step one. Then step two is you take the part that you don't spend, you save, tithe, and invest, right? Or save, invest, tithe. We'll call it sit. You sit on that money, okay? Now, it's that money that'll make you wealthy. The part you spend for your living is just that, just for your living. Now, the problem with this is that we've been brought up in a culture to where we feel like we're entitled from the jump, from the time we're an adult, to have a nice car, to have a nice house, to live in a nice neighborhood. Like, we feel like we're entitled to that. And that's, and I think that's like this game that the system plays because then it gets you making decisions based on those finances, right? You, you do it because other people are doing it. Right. So you'll go and try to buy the house as opposed to getting a roommate. You'll go and live in downtown Atlanta or in the city in New York or in Hollywood or L.A., where the big city is, as opposed to living in the suburb or as opposed to getting an apartment. Right. And what that forces you to do is spend all your money. Right. So you don't have anything to save. You don't have anything to invest. You don't have anything to tithe. Right. 
And then at that point, cost of living goes up. And so now you have to find new ways to just live because you built your whole life on that. Then what happens? Now you're making decisions based on your your shorting, your short, what you're short on, right? So now you got to go get a second job. Or now you're chasing a higher position within that job just to, to keep up, right? And then you keep doing that, right? So even if you get promoted like three or four or five times, what happens is your spending never really stays still. It goes up. Again, the carrot, right? For instance, when I was in, after 11 years in the military, I was making maybe $70,000, $70, a year. Um, as a captain, um, uh, O3E for those that are, that are knowledgeable of that. Um, then I left the military, went to business school, and I had a f several hundred six-figure offers, right? And I took it, and I didn't really have debt at the time, but you would think with that thirty thousand dollar increase with no debt, that you know my life would have adjusted accordingly, and it just didn't, right? I even got all the way up with, with a total package before I left corporate America. To about $160,000, $165,000 a year. But it didn't feel anything any different than when I was working full time ATT while in college making $30,000 a year. Why? Because incrementally, as my pay increased, my, my living, uh, my cost of living increased. I wasn't saving, I wasn't tithing, I wasn't investing. I went out there and got the car, I got the apartment, and then I had to make decisions to keep that, right? And then if everyone else around you is doing that, you keep doing it. So now you're stuck, right? So, you know, we've all heard this mantra, you know, spend less than you earn. But let's say, how do, how do you do that when you're stuck? This is the hard part. This is the non-sexy part that no one wants to say because you won't come to my webinar, you won't come to my seminars or workshops if I tell you this. You got to cut things that you don't want to cut. You got to downsize that, downsize that house. You may need to lose that house. You may need to turn in that car and start riding the bus, right? You may need to go from, uh, you know, the Altima that you have to a Ford Focus, a used one, right? Are you willing to make those decisions? Now, before we start talking about entrepreneurship and investing and all that, if you're not willing to make that tough choice, You'll never be wealthy. You'll always be chasing the next thing, right? Like, you know, once you figure out that, you know, corporate America is not going to make you wealthy, then you'll say, oh, I want to trade. Oh, I want to start a business. Oh, I want to uh, drive for Uber. Oh, I want to trade penny stocks. Like, that's the thing. That's the other carrot. OK, but if you're willing to do the hard thing, cut up the credit cards, never go back. Right. And then pay those off. Right. Save 1% of your check. Now, think about it. We're not talking about you being wealthy and financially free next year. We're talking about you being wealthy and free 10 years down the road. Are you willing to do that? Because if you're not, then you're just going to be a slave forever. Okay? Let's say you do that. Okay? And so while you're doing that, right, it's going to be hard because you're living this one place and you're... Your income is not right there. So you're like, okay, hey, Arthur, I'm, I'm trying to do that, but I need help. So that's when you start trying to find out other ways to earn more. And so this is when I start saying, like, let your talents and your skills create revenue for you. Right? You don't necessarily have to go get another job, 
what you need to start looking at are opportunities. Are there places where you can go consult, right? I got a friend now, her name is Belinda, really good friend. I always looked up to her because she was so classy, so intelligent, so diligent and so thorough in everything that she's done. Everything she does, she, she walks in excellence. But she has always been paid as an employee, right? And so give an example, for the last 10 years, she's made companies over $115 million, right? And I don't know her salary, but I can guarantee you it ain't $115 million. So she makes this for them, but they pay her 80, 90, $100,000. What she should do is say, okay, if I can write grants and, and contracts for other people, one, I mean, maybe I should write one for myself. Two, maybe I should write some for others. Or three, maybe I should teach something that helps other people write theirs and then get them to pay me for it. Go to another one, a lady named Jackie, who I, who I love like my second mom. Been doing real estate for two to three decades, right? And pretty successful at it, right? But she's been doing it for a company. Even though she, she's commission-based, she's still been doing it for another company, right? Maybe, okay, what she should do then is teach people how to become a realtor, teach people how to become a broker. Maybe open up something where she can start financing um, loans herself, or at least originating loans herself, right? Get her a team of real estate agents that she trained and open up her own firm, right? That's what you need to start doing. Don't, don't go all the way left and say, okay, well, you know, my career is in teaching, so I'm going to go and be a chef, right? Look at multiple ways that you can leverage your teaching skill. Because here's the thing, it's already been proven that somebody wants it because your job. They hired you because they want your ability to teach or your ability to analyze or your ability to market. So just find more customers, right? Instead of selling all your skills to one customer that we call a job, I'm saying start finding opportunities to sell to other customers, right? Here's a simple trick or hack or whatever the cool term is now. Go to Upwork, upwork.com, right? Post the skills that you're good at and then go in there and find people who are looking for them. Like just yesterday, I was looking for somebody who can do some research on Instagram to find micro-influencers, right? That didn't require a degree. That just requires somebody that has the time to go look and put it in Excel, right? Now they making money because I don't have the time. So that's what you need to be doing. So let's check out the other one. All right, so now you're, you're working on the spend less than you earn. Now you're finding opportunities, you know, entrepreneurial opportunity. We'll call them entrepreneurial opportunities, but I really call it selling your gifts to multiple customers, okay? Then with that revenue that you're bringing in, you don't adjust your lifestyle, okay? You don't, you don't start spending more. What you do then is say, let's put this money into things that will produce more money. That's when you do the real estate. That's when you do the investing, right? That's when you do the investing in A, either public stocks, the stock market, or in private equity, meaning that people who have businesses, but they're short on funds. Every billionaire that became a billionaire without it being inherited, did it through private equity. They put all the energy and everything into their one business. It blew up. They took the profits and started investing in others. Right? Then they set up structures so that they can pass it down to their kids. And then the kids just built on top of that. You would just be like me. You'd be the first generation of your family to do that. Right? That's how wealth is done. One, two, three. Right? I got some other notes here, but that's it. Spend less than you earn and make the hard decisions. How bad do I want it? 
five years from now, if my life is the exact same as it is now, is that okay? And if the answer is yes, great. You already made it. You are successful. But if the answer is no, then you got to sacrifice. Like for us, gave up the house, gave up the cars, gave up everything, like everything. Stopped using credit cards in 2010. So it's been over a, over a decade, right? Credit score, yep. Oh, but what about my credit score? When you have money in the bank, credit score is just not that, not that deep, right? Dave Ramsey was right on that. I wouldn't turn down on, on cars or anything like that. Cars all paid off. Now my car is nine years old, but it runs, it runs well. Other car is four years old, going on five years old. It runs well. Take care of your stuff, right? Get out the mortgage, go find a cheaper place to rent. I know you want to be, oh, we want to own. But here's the thing. If you got a mortgage, you don't own the house anyway. Mortgage, I think the Latin, the Latin root for mortgage is death grip, right? So you're stuck in this mortgage thinking you own it, but you don't. Stop making your payments. Let's see what happens um, to, uh, what happens to you. The person who really owns it, the bank will come get it. So if you can't handle it, sell it, right? Get you something smaller. Because now we're talking about building wealth. And it's five years, right? It's five years. Do this for five years and you'll be amazed at the difference that it'll make in your life. Like people overestimate what they can do in one month, six months or one year. And we all underestimate what can happen in five years or 10 years. Right. Like I need you guys to do this because if you're listening to this and if you listen to me, you already are one of those that say I want more out of life and you want to do it differently. You want to do it something in a way that's authentic to you, something that you can pass down to your kids and you don't want all the fluff. Right. You don't want all the the energetic rah, 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 because, you know, that's not me. And so you're, you're like me. So do this. OK, just do this. Spend less than you earn and make the hard steps on cutting stuff. You don't need cable. You have fire sticks and Roku and all this other stuff. You don't need to have a car note if you can, you know, commute. Right. You don't need to have being the absolute best neighborhood. You can get one that's good, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not popular or sexy, but it's, it'll satisfy your soul when five years from now you're doing what you really want to do, okay? Now, what I want to do is I wrote a book in 2012 where I outlined all the lessons that I wish I had learned, right? And what I'm going to start doing is reading a chapter of it and then, you know, offer my feedback on it so you can wait and listen to it. Right. You know, obviously for free. Or if you're like, hey, I just want to get it and see more about it. You'll be able to go to my website at arthurtool.com and you'll be able to order it there. And then also we have a workbook. And this workbook was really created for colleges. A, bunch, a lot of colleges have been um, ordering these books to give to their students and then have like some training. So both of those will be on the website. You can also get it on Amazon if you, if you prefer to get it there. But regardless if you get it or not, I'm going to start recording each step, right? Because there's 36 of them. And then I'll offer my feedback. And if you have questions for me, we can engage that way. Because I, I just really want you to be successful, right? And getting wealth is really easy, right? Do you have the patience? Do you have the discipline? And do you have the focus, right? You need those three things, combine them with these three steps. And I guarantee you there is no way that you cannot be financially free. Patience focus, discipline, spend less than you earn, find opportunities within your skill set to create more money, right? Invest the profits. 
That's it. Right. So you like, hey, Arthur, well, show me what you're doing. OK, got it. So when I first left corporate America, I, you know, as you guys know, I say it all the time. I tried four different variations of businesses and it was disastrous. You know, the last one left in my name in tatters and tatters and a lot of debt. But then I stood, stepped back and applied this. So, you know, my family was living in one. We gave up the house and, and the cars and we were all living in one bedroom in my older sister's house. Like not for a month, but for a few years. And then they left and went to like the the Maryland area. And then I rented a room from a stranger's house because Atlanta was where I needed to be for the kind of skill set that I had at the time. Right. And then I built that. And then what ended up coming from that, you know, within like four months, I built Sift Institute, which teaches entrepreneurs and others how to take an idea and grow, grow it to profits in three months. And it grew into a multi-million dollar, well, a million dollar business in like 12 months. I took some profits from there and then later launched Grenada Nut Company, right? Which is a natural pain relief company, which was born off of the fact that I hurt myself. Nothing worked. And Danette took me to Grenada and then they applied the oil on my knees and that worked. See, so I took what I knew, applied it to a business and kept going. Right. I'm a regular dude. Right. Cars paid for, no credit cards. Like the only debt I have is from losses in prior businesses that I'm that I'm going to take care of within the next twelve months. Right? I want the same for you. All right. So hit me up if you have questions. Okay. This is a serious one, and this is the thing that will change your life for the better if you're serious. And if you take this path, you got to commit to it for the next five years. You're going to make mistakes, but commit for the next five years. I'm going to do this path. No matter what shiny thing over there, no matter what guru says this over here, I'm going to follow this advice for the next five years. If you do that and understand that, you know, there's going to be trial and errors along the way, but you commit to it. I promise you, you'll be way better. Your kids will be grateful. Your spouse or significant other will be grateful. And most importantly, you will satisfy your own soul because you'll be doing it your way. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. I'll see you next time. All right. Love you guys. And I am praying for you guys that your soul be blessed and you be blessed and that you prosper. See you. Hey, good people. Before I go, I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, I want you to be better. Right. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or in corporate America or flip real estate or investing. I don't care about any of that. I care that you walk in your purpose. That's the whole point of this podcast. So do me a favor. If there's anybody that you care about that you want to also walk in the fullness of what they're called to, share this with them. All right. I promise that I'm going to give you the 100% absolute transparency and honesty that I can muster so that you can uh, learn from me and learn from the people that I bring on and be successful. And by the way, if you got a story that you want to share that you feel will be uh, beneficial to others, send me an email. And I promise I'll do the best I can to get you on here because I believe working together, we all are make this world a better place. All right. The Restart Podcast. See you next time.